Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you've done this week. We give you all the praise and honor and glory. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. And we're so thankful, Father, that we get to spend eternity telling you how much we love you and how much we appreciate you and what you did for us. Jesus, we thank you for the great sacrifice became everything we were so we could be everything you are, Lord. You shed your precious blood. You were beaten. Looked like a raw piece of hamburger meat on that cross for us. You took all that torment, all that pressure so that we wouldn't have to. So we thank you. Now, we thank you, Father, for moving in our midst tonight. Thank you for your precious anointing miracle anointing, the healing anointing in this place. Oh, we glorify you. There is none like you, none like you, none like you. Now from time to time, I don't know why this happens, and I've heard of other people that God works with in this way, but sometimes I get symptoms, and I know they're not mine, and for the last hour, hour and a half, man, it's just right back in here. So much tension and pain, and somebody has that manifesting in them. You need to come up here. Let me minister to you. Let me lay hands on you. Huh? Is this on? The little, oh yeah, I can see the green light. Can you turn me up a little bit? They say they can't hear me. How's that? Is that better? Who is that? Right in here, it's just tension and pain. We'll wait on you. You know, I don't, sometimes when people are not familiar with this kind of stuff, they they don't know how to respond. There she is. Were you up there? Okay. In Jesus' name, no more, no more, no more. Now, Father, we thank you that you revealed this, and now we thank you that you heal it. Pain has to leave. We refuse you to operate in our sister. Now, I don't want just the symptoms to leave. I speak to the root of this problem, and I say go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to ask you something. I don't want a faith answer. Did you have pain when you came up here? It's just tight. Just tight. What about now? It, can you tell any difference at all? Okay. Uh-huh. 
All right, but what I'm trying, I've just found out, I don't know why it works this way, but I've just learned how to operate with the way God uses me and my wife as well, but she's not here, so I'm, I'm kind of out here all by myself. But anyway, uh, when God reveals something like that to us, we will just stay with him. Uh, let me explain himself. You know, one time Jesus ministered to a blind guy, and blind guy, you know what that means, he can't see nothing. And then, then, then uh, Jesus ministered to him, and he said, well, how about it? And the blind guy said, well, I see men as trees. In other words, there was a little bit of uh, 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 change, but not a whole lot. He, he couldn't see. Now he can see everything's real fuzzy. And then Jesus ministered to him again. And then the, way, the man went away totally free. I mean, he, he could see. So in Jesus' name, and we're not praying out of faith when we do that. See, we're just, I've just learned how to operate with the anointing. When God reveals something to me, I don't expect the people to go away without getting the full manifestation. And, and you all got a part in that. You can help me with this. If you just pray in tongues or say what I say. That's why I like to keep my microphone on when I minister to people. And see, because for years, my wife and I, we train ministers. And in order to train people, you've got to be an example to them. Just like we were trained. We were all trained by Dad Hagen. We watched him. We listened to him. Say, I'm just letting the anointing work in you right now while I talk to the people and explain what's going on. And, and so, see, because he, that's how I learned how to minister the way we minister here. And God will use you a different way. See, because we're the body of Christ, right? And Jesus says, the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, Jesus is not here, but you are. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I said, Jesus is not here, but you are. And he said, these signs will follow who? Only the apostle and the prophet and evangelist, pastor, and teacher, huh? Whose the signs follow? Even you guys. Are you a believer? Is Jesus Christ your Lord? Well, this stuff ought to operate through you. Amen? I had a four-year-old grandson, a Polish, he adopted me. Uh, we got four uh, Polish children, and this little 40-year-old boy would pray for his grandmother, and she'd get healed every time. Every time. She had faith in his faith. And she's a Catholic lady, and I don't even think she was born again at the time. Thank you, Lord. Working. Freedom. 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 How's that? Did that get it? No? Can you tell any difference? Can you tell any difference? Well, thank you, Lord. We're just working. Working with that anointing. I said be free in Jesus' name. How about it? A little better. So what would you say? 10% maybe? Okay. 
Well, let me ask y'all. Do you think God would do something 10% stop? Huh? How about you over here? Well, y'all mind if I stay with it? See, because I believe, I'm just thoroughly convinced that if God shows me something and he starts something, because it, the Bible does say you lay hands on the sick and they do recover. Now, sometimes the recovery process is instant and it's a total 100% manifestation, but sometimes it's a process. And I've just found out, especially in larger, smaller congregations like this, and people, if people stay hooked up with you, we can get 100% for our sister. Y'all believe that? Say this with me. Say, in Jesus' name, the stiffness in my sister's neck must go now in Jesus' name. Neck be free. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Now, how about it? Where are we now? About 25%. Do y'all want to stop at 25? Thank you, Lord. Be free. Y'all just say what I say. Be free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the anointing that's working in her neck. Be free now in Jesus' name. Be loosed now in Jesus' name. How about where are we now? How much? Are we 50 yet? Okay. So, yeah. Put your hands right here. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. So where are we now? Little better. So we 60, 65? 70, 75. Glory. That's the that thing is a little stubborn. Well, it has to go. Has to go. Whole lot better. Whole lot better. Working. It's working. It's working. It's working. It's working. It's working. It's working. Come up here, please. Come on. May I have your hands? Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now that anointing's working in your hands. 
and when you put it on her hand on her shoulder there like I've been doing that's going to work in her okay and we're just going to let you say what Jesus tells you to say see I mean if this thing won't work in the body let's just close up shop and go back and live like we used to live come on now see this is this is supposed to work in the body just command it in Jesus name get both sides there put hands on both sides there you go see the Bible says these signs will follow them that believe they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover Jesus name that's right now where are we thank you thank you about the same Lord thank you more 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 in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Thank you, Lord. Now that anointing is going to continue to work in you, and I want to check with you for the end of service, okay? Now the Lord pointed that out to me because he wants to start using you in that, in that area. I know sometimes youth just get real up kind of uh, what would be real bashful when you call on them to do stuff like that but like I said my grandson four years old he laid hands on his grandmother and whatever it was would leave see it, it's time for the body of Christ to rise up to step into the place that the blood of Jesus has provided for us and, like, and act like sons and daughters of Almighty God. Do you know what? These, you know why these chairs are empty? Because y'all are not doing what Jesus told you to do. Now y'all don't stone me. I'm just trying to encourage you. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians 4, it says he ascended on high and he gave captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. And in verse 11 of Ephesians 4, he said he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. For the perfecting, for the maturing, for the educating of the saints so that the body of Christ would be added to. See, it's our responsibility as ministry gifts to fill this pulpit. It's your responsibility to fill the chairs. Don't get quiet on me in this Presbyterian church. See, church is a training place. It's not a place to come and, and soothe your religious uh, 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 duties. Come on. It's to come and be trained. First, you need to find out who you are, 
what you can have and, and what has been provided for you, but then take that and give it to others. Y'all heard my testimony Sunday morning. I mean, what if that man had not shared the gospel with me? Hundreds, maybe thousands of people never would have come into the kingdom because of the things that I did for him. Now, I'm not patting myself on my, on my back. I mean, what if, these, what if the person that won these two to Jesus had not done what Jesus told them to do? What if the ones that, that didn't do what they were supposed to do had affected this man? I mean, there's probably hundreds of thousands of people that wouldn't be in heaven or wouldn't go to heaven now if the people that got to us had not done their job. Now, I'm not trying to beat you. I'm just trying to get you to see that God wants to use each and every one of us. Come on. Even this little one right here. In a year or so or two or three. But see, we've just had this wrong idea that it's all the pa it's the pastor's job to do all this. And it's not the pastor's job. It's our job to train you, educate you, mature you, and, and kind of give you a, a loving nudge to go out there and do the works of Jesus. Uh, could you put up John 14, 12, please? Well, I might as well go there. I don't know why I got pulled this way, but we're going to go this way. He said what? Help me, y'all. Verily, verily. Verily, I say unto you, he that believes unto me. Oh, ho, ho, right there. Is there anybody in here that qualifies? What about the rest of you? Well, come on up. Okay, if you don't qualify, come up here and I'll pray the sinner's prayer with you. Come on. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more time. If, if you qualify, if, if you believe on Jesus, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Now see, if that's not true, then how can you trust John 3.16? How can you trust Romans 10, 9 and 10? It, Jesus said, if you believe on me, the works I do, you shall do also, and greater works. Greater works. See here, this is, this is the way we think. Okay, Jesus has got this mighty anointing, and he does. He's called the Holy Spirit. And he, and, and we liken that, or we think about that as a combine. Y'all know what a combine is? That's a huge machine that will go out and harvest a crop. And let's say this field out here, how many, you got what, uh, maybe a couple acres out there? And, and he gets in his combine uh, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and he goes out there and he performs all these healings and miracles. He reaps the harvest through signs, wonders, and miracles and mighty deeds. And then Jesus says, okay, 
Now, I want you to go out there, and he only does it. He gets those two acres. How many acres you got out there, Pastor? Five acres. There's five acres of wheat or corn or whatever out there, and he gets in his mighty combine, and he goes out there, and he, he reaps that harvest in maybe ten minutes. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. I'm just kind of suppositioning here. And then we think, according to this scripture here, he says, here, now I want you to go out there and do the same thing the same amount of time, but this is all you get. Huh? See, that's the way we think, isn't it? Oh, Jesus, you know, Jesus was the Son of God. Well, who are you? Huh? Jesus had the Holy Spirit and power. Well, what do you got? Acts 1.8 says you receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What do you got? Have you got a little, 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 littler, smaller Holy Ghost than what Jesus had? No. See, it's stinking thinking that keeps us from doing the works and signs and wonders of Jesus. Come on. Y'all see that? And think about this. Uh, go with me to uh, the spirit of him. Uh, Romans 8, 8, 26. Or is it Romans 8, 11? Y'all scholars help me. 8, 11. Can you put that up for me, please? Okay, it says... The spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in heaven. No. Huh? Wait a minute. Let me see. Oh, no. Where, where's he dwell? In us. Say the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. Okay, now think about this. You know, God had a plan in the beginning. And the Holy Spirit was hovering on the faces of the water, just rip-ready and roaring to cause that plan to come to pass. But something was missing. What was it? What did God do and the Holy Spirit got to creating everything? He spoke the word. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost worked together. The Spirit of God created everything. But then Jesus paid the price for our sin, sickness, and disobedience, and disease, and anything else. And he paid the penalty, and he's down in hell suffering where we should have suffered. But then God said, it's enough. It's finished. And he said, Holy Spirit, you go down there and get him. Now think about this. Satan and all his cohorts had thought they won this thing. They got him down there and they thought it was over. We defeated the Son of God. We thwarted the plan of God. It's over. We won. And then the Holy Ghost went down there and bust hell wide open. Satan and all his cohorts couldn't stop 
the Holy Spirit from raising Jesus from the dead. And see, in the beginning, there was no resistance in that scenario. But now, ha ha, glory be to God. That same spirit that defeated hell and death, hell, and the grave and gave us the keys of the kingdom is on the inside of us. What are you waiting for? 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 I said, what are you waiting for? Man, I get to thinking about these things and I almost explode. I call them meditations of a God man. I'm going to get a book out one of these days on that. Man. I'm not talking about how big I am, how smart I am. I had to go to summer school to graduate high school. I'm just telling you, you get to thinking about some of these truths. What about Colossians 1, 26 and 27? Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and generations and one of these days in the sweet by and by, it's going to come to pass. Huh? It, what? What? What is it? Now. now. Okay, but when he said that now, that's almost 2,000 years ago. Come on. Now it's been manifested to his saints. To the old sinners. I'm just an old sinner. No, you're not an old sinner. You were an old sinner. But now you're the righteousness of God. You can't see yourself as a sinner. Yeah, you did sin, and you asked Jesus to come in your life, or you asked Jesus to forgive you, and immediately that blood cleansed you, and you have right standing with God. You can stand in the presence of a holy God with no guilt or condemnation. Verse 27. Y'all got your shouting shoes on? You got your running britches on? Verse 27, please. To him, God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. See, we were among the Gentiles. We weren't Jewish folks. We're spiritual Jews, but not natural Jews, which is Christ in who? Huh? I'm talking y'all too. Christ in who? Christ in who? Christ in who? Who, sweetie? You. How about y'all? Christ in who? Me. The little ones are getting it. Come on, folks. Us older, us more mature folks ought to be doubly getting it. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Woo! I like to say it like this. Jesus and his anointing in me, (laughs) the expectation of his manifestation. 
See, because I've come to the realization that when I show up, Jesus shows up. Well, how can you talk like that, Brother Larry? Just meditate on these scriptures. Just these three that I've given you. I mean, it's not my plan. I didn't come up with this. I'm not smart enough. But I do have the mind of Christ now. <laughs> Woo! Come on, folks. I need Brother Philip to get up here and get them with me. I don't know how to get them with me like you do, brother. You just got a special anointing for that. Isn't that you just learn to work with knuckleheads long enough? I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm, I'm not calling y'all knuckleheads. Forgive me. That preacher called me a knucklehead last night. Hey, I've been in that boat, and I have temporary periods of stupidity, and I'm a knucklehead every once in a while. That's my wife. I'm just talking about getting so tangled up, tied up, and letting Jesus that's on the inside, letting the Holy Ghost that's on the inside be manifested through you. I mean, we're the answer to the world's problems. Come on. And Mark 16, let's go there, verse 17. Now, verse 15 said, go in all world and preach. And he's not talking to just preachers. He's talking to disciples. He said, and, and he said to them, uh, verse 17, and these signs shall follow who? The highly anointed ones. Only the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Huh? Who? Who? Are you a believer? So that qualifies you. Just like John 14, 12 qualifies you. He says, I get so tongue-tied sometimes. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Believing in his name, they shall what? Cast out devils, not run from devils. Amen. Come on, cast them out. Amen. And they'll speak with new tongues. That's talking about being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So you get born again, then you get filled with the Spirit. Because he told those that were born again, when he was ascending, uh, you know, when I left my wife, I told her the most important thing that was on my heart. Sweetheart, I love you. I love you with all my heart. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to feel like a one-armed paper hanger when I minister without you because we're a team. I just bore my heart to her. And Jesus was about to send and go to the Father when he told him. He said, hey, fellas, don't go anywhere and do anything. And they had gone out. Remember he sent the 12 and the 70 out? They had gone out in just delegated authority in the name of Jesus before they got born again. And they even came back with a good report and said, the devils are, are uh, subject to us by your name. 
before they're born again. And the prophets, they did what they did before they're born again. And so he said, you stick around here. Don't go anywhere do anything till you get filled with the Holy Ghost. And it, it said, in Corinthians it said he appeared over for 500. And, but there's only 120 got it. I mean, some of y'all been here all week. You're getting it. Some of y'all been around here for years and you're getting it. So it's time to begin to step out and use what you got. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. Amen? You know, if I was going to compete uh, in a javelin throwing contest or a shot putting contest, I wouldn't take my arm and put it in a sling for two weeks and guard it so that I wouldn't hurt it. What would I do? I'd pump iron. I'd push it to the limit because I'm going to go out and compete because I know I'm fixing to have to use this thing. It's time for us to use the things that Jesus gave us. So he said, don't go anywhere do anything till you receive the Holy Spirit. And that's why he said speaking in tongues. Man, praying in tongues, preparing yourself to fulfill the ministry that God's called you to. My, my, my. Verse 18, please. And they shall take up serpents. I don't mean handling snakes. That means dealing with the devil. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. When we were in Prague, the smog in the city was so bad, we added this. And if we breathe any deadly thing, it shall, shall not hurt us. <laughs> so, and it says, and uh, they shall what? They shall go to the pastor and ask the pastor to lay hands on the sick. They shall call Brother Philip and ask Brother Philip to come lay hands on the sick. Huh? Who's supposed to be laying hands on the sick? Who's supposed to be laying hands on the sick? I remember uh, back in 1983 after I first got born again, there was a young couple that came into the church and he was a Methodist. They were Methodist. And they started learning these things and he was studying to be a doctor. And he had this patient that was about to die and he came to the church one day asking the pastor to come to the hospital to lay hands on this person that was about to die. And my pastor told him, no. He said, you're supposed to be doing that. And I thought the guy was going, he turned red and I thought he was going to fall out and faint. <laughs> but guess what? He did what the pastor told him to do because the pastor told him what Jesus said and the guy was raised up. I mean, you don't have to be in the church. You don't have to go to a 10-week seminar for this stuff to operate in you. For this stuff to operate through you. Come on, I'm trying to encourage you. I don't mean to sound like I'm beating you down, but I just believe in this so much, I just got to get it out. I mean, I feel like I'm about to explode. I believe this is my assignment to stir up the body. It's my responsibility to make you mad or glad. 
And if you get mad, then the pastor will pray for you. And if you get glad, you go out and lay hands on somebody that's terminally ill and they get raised up from the deathbed, then they'll, you can bring them to church. And they can go through this same process as you. See, that's the way this thing's supposed to work. Amen. Woo! Anybody got something that'll fit here? Where do we go from here? I'm just circling the airport. I don't know why I move around as much as I do. I guess I'm just so full of it. <laughs> My wife tells me that, that all the time. She says, Larry, you're just full of it. <laughs> But she don't mean what, I, what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I think I got okay. Give the pastorette a microphone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, you know, I don't know. It's been a couple months ago. I just felt impressed because, I don't know, it's been how long I've been doing the ladies' Bible study, but when the Lord impressed me to do the ladies' Bible study, he said, teach in him. Teach in him realities. Amen. In other words, who we are in Christ. And this is just exactly what Brother Larry's been talking about. It's not us doing the things. It's us in Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. And so, I don't know, I think it was at the first of the year, I just I was just impressed to start you know uh, giving some scriptures to the ladies and hand them out and so you know every month we have two scriptures that we're memorizing. Who who remembers the first one from January? Becky, what is it? Second Corinthians five seventeen. What's that say, Becky? Amen. That boy, she learned the Amplified Classic. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, hang on here. I'm going um, to read you some different translations of this. Because, just from meditating on this scripture, that I am a new creation in Christ, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. I am a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Amen. I am a new creation in Christ. I am a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, we've been learning about what all means. All means all. Amen. It's, it's not rocket science here. All means all. Now, what she, what she quoted in the Amplified Classic, I'm going to read you that. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he is a new creature, creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh, um, the fresh and new has come. Now, now think about it. Uh, what, is, what is it that we have the most problem with in our Christian walk? Our past. Where does our past usually land? Right up here, doesn't it? 
How, how many times has the Lord impressed something upon your heart and you go to obey and then here comes this stuff in your head? Yeah, but remember, remember what you used to be. Remember what you used to do. Remember what you said to your wife this afternoon. Uh-oh. You got upset and kicked the cat. I don't know. Maybe you should kick the cat. I don't know. But uh, no, you know what I mean? Thoughts are going to come. Or, or maybe, maybe this is your deal. Um, you know in here something's happened to you. On the inside, you know that you're different. You know you're a child of God. You know that uh, heaven is your home. When you leave this earth, you're going to go to heaven. Why? Because you've done what the Bible said. You asked Jesus to come into your heart. Well, when that happened, he made you a new creation. So your past, your old, uh, your previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. But sometimes it, it's like, you know, old habits or things that had us bound, you know, they still want to hang on. You know, they still want to hang on to you. Uh, maybe uh, things, addictions or uh, habits or, you know, just all kinds of things. The fears, um, oppression. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm even going to say this. You know, pornography. Uh -oh. You know, things that just have a hold. It's like, it's almost like you can't let those things go. But I tell you what, if you'll take this one verse right here, if you'll take this one verse right here and keep saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it, every time that desire comes to gravitate toward those old things that you used to do, those old things that used to bind you and trip you up, if you'll take this one scripture and you keep saying it and you keep saying it and you keep saying it, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Old ways, old habits have passed away. All things have become new. Amen. I tell you what, if you'll say that enough, then it's going to dawn on your head up here. Your heart already knows it, but it'll dawn on your head. And when the enemy, because it's the enemy that brings you those thoughts, those, those ain't your thoughts. Okay, those things that come and try to pull you back into stuff, that, those, those didn't come from you. All right, the enemy's bringing those. He's trying to get those implanted into you again, get those seeds planted in you again. But if you'll keep saying, no, no, I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. All that stuff is passed away. I, I, don't, I don't have a desire for that stuff anymore. And, and I'm telling you, it will. You get to where it'll dawn on your mind. It's becoming so real in your heart, it'll dawn on your head that when those thoughts come, you'll be like, that's ridiculous. I'm a new creation. Satan, you get out of here in Jesus' name. I'm not yielding to those thoughts. Those aren't my thoughts. That's not who I am. I'm a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. A new creature altogether. Old, previous, and moral and spiritual condition has passed away. 
everything's new. I walk a new life now. I walk a new way. I walk according to the word of God. I walk according to who I am in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation in him. Amen. See how important it is just to take the word and meditate on it? I mean, we, we all can, because I used to think about this scripture, and I think, oh, I know that one. I need something else. I know that one. But I tell you what, the more I meditate on this one, it's like, man, I, I thought I knew that one. But I'm, I'm beginning to see things in that verse that apply to me that I've never seen before. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing what the word can do if you'll just take it and just keep working it and working it and working it in your life. And how much easier can it get than just speaking it out of your mouth? I know what happens when you say it. The devil says, that's a lie. That's a lie. Liar, 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 liar. You know that's not true about you. Oh, yeah, it is, devil. Yeah, it is. This is what Jesus made me. This is who I am, and you don't have a thing to do with it. You know, you can just get up and just get real bold with him when you know who you are. Amen. And then that gives you the boldness to go out and begin to do the things to lay hands on the sick because you know the thoughts come when you, when you have that prompting. You need to just go over there and just, you know, say, you know what, I just, I just feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. What happens, man? Those thoughts come. That thing that you said day before yesterday, just like magnified in your mind. And what do you do? We just kind of back off, just kind of hang our head. Well, you know, that must be for somebody else to do and not me. No, it's for you. Amen. It's for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wanted to read you one more. I wanted to read you the Passion Translation. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ... He has become an entirely new person. Hallelujah. An entirely new person. I love that. Amen. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Amen. You just can get up in the morning, quote this, look in the mirror and go, Behold, I am fresh and new. Hallelujah. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Where I go, Jesus goes. Amen. Hallelujah. I am the light of the world. Because we are. The word says we are. We're not just children of light. We are light. Amen. But if you don't know who you are in Christ, you're going to be a, a dim little bulb. We're supposed to be a bright bulb. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I think that's all I have. Hallelujah. And whoever, uh, the Lord just wanted me to tell you, may I have your hand? No? Okay. The Lord wanted me to tell you that he loves you and that you're valuable and precious to him. And you're not a mistake. He planned you from the beginning of time and you're so precious and valuable to him. Let that sink in. Of course, I could say that to everybody, but I don't know why he drew me to her, but she just needed to hear that from the Lord. We're all valuable to him. 
How valuable are we? That much. That much. You got something to fit? Hallelujah. Somebody say push. Push. Do me better than that tonight. Come on, say push. push. Amen. As Brother Larry and, and Pastor is talking about tonight, amen. God has made us a new creation in Christ Jesus. And there are just things that we have to get over in our natural self. Come on, somebody, to do the works that Jesus did in the earth. And even Jesus had a beginning in doing the supernatural. Hello? Over in, over in John, I need to put my help on so I can see right quick. John, chapter 2. If this is all right, somebody say amen. 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 Okay. John chapter 2, verse 1, it says, On the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus and was called and his disciples to the marriage. And then when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. I just, I love, I love this scripture. Amen. Because again, Jesus had done no mighty works. Nothing great has happened. Amen. And he goes to a marriage. And all of a sudden, there's a demand made on the anointing at a marriage. God can use you anywhere. Don't have to be in a special place, in a special arena. God can use you anywhere. And it's amazing sometimes that the people that God will use to bring that anointing out of us. Huh? Who would have ever thought that it would be Jesus' mama to make the first demand? Well, she carried him for nine months, so... Come on, ladies, help me out here a little bit. She carried him for nine months. She ought to be the first one. Hello? You ought to pay me back something, son. Get with this program. Huh? We done ran out of wine, so listen, you do something about it. And I wonder if Jesus was kind of like, you know, I would be, Mama, you know, I, look, I'm here with my friends. We chilling. We having a good time. And here you come. Hello? Oh, maybe you don't think like that. All right, we've been here all week long. But, you know, he's there just like, just like anybody else. He's not expecting to do something supernaturally, but there was a demand made. Yeah. Amen. And he had to look inside just like we have to look inside and find out, all right, how are we going to handle this situation? What are we going to do about this? Amen. And he had to listen to the Holy Ghost to find out step by step by step what he was supposed to do. And he looked around and he saw these things called water pots. And he started giving instructions. He started acting just like his mama. Huh? Telling people what to do. Oh, come on, mamas. Help me in here tonight. Help me. Don't leave me by myself tonight. She, he started barking orders just like Mary was going around barking orders. Huh? Mary said, do something about it. And whatever he tells you to do, do it. He said, fill the water pots with water. And they started drawing water, filling up the water pots. Come on, somebody. Amen. And then he said, draw some out and take it to the governor of the feast. And it was in the obedience that the supernatural took place. 
It's in the obedience, amen, is where God is able to work the supernatural. In the obedience is where the natural becomes supernatural. It's the obedience of getting out of the boat where gravity is suspended. But all of us have to have sometimes that little push to get us started. Huh? We don't necessarily like that little push. Uh, just leave me in my comfort zone. Leave me in my pew. Leave me alone. Amen. And most of us, you know, uh, well, a lot of people kind of get started a little bit older. I got, a, I got started singing when I was young. And uh, I was part of uh, uh, different choirs even when I was a little kid. I, I was part of a choir when I was like seven, eight years old. And uh, we spent the summer with some friends of ours. I always have stories, and I love it. Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, I sang with the church choir that sum- summer that we were staying there. And, and the mama, she directed the choir that we were staying with. She directed the choir. And, and uh, we were at choir rehearsal on a Thursday night. I'll never get it, forget it as long as day I live. And we were singing some song that we had just learned that night that she had taught us, you know. And as we were singing, I started going, yeah, won't you do it? Yeah, we'll say. Because, you know, as little, my voice hadn't dropped yet. Come on, give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) And so she heard me. She heard me doing that. And she looked at me and she said, Sunday morning, you're going to leave this song. And I said, no, I'm not. (laughs) And she said, yes, you are. I said, no, I'm not. (laughs) She said, yes, you are. (laughs) And so we were going back and forth with each other in front of the choir, you know. And and she finally got me to the point to where I just started crying. And I said, I want my mama. (laughs) I know you've never been there. I know. I want my mama. I want to go home. (laughs) You know, she said, you're going to lead this song on Sunday morning, whether you want to or not. And so all weekend, she, she just terrorized me. I'd get calm and she'd come by and she'd say, you're going to lead that song Sunday morning. I was like, I'm not going to do it. And so I cried all weekend. I just cried and cried. I want to go home. I want my mama. Somebody call my mama. <laughs> and so anyway, you know, uh, I mean, I cried all day Friday, all day Saturday. And, and the husband, he was a really nice guy. But he came in the room and he said, Philip, if you don't stop that crying, I'm going to beat you. And I said, I don't care. Go my mama. I just want my mama. <laughs> so anyway, we finally get to Sunday morning, and we get to the service Sunday morning, you know, and, and I'm crying all the way up to service, you know, and we get ready to do the choir song, and, and she stands the, cry, the choir up, and tears are just rolling down my face, and she hands me the microphone, and she says, sing, baby. And I'm just boohooing. You know, and the choir starts singing, you know, the music starts. It's a little bit different in a black church, just so you know. You know, and so, you know, we're going, doing our thing, you know. Won't God do it? Yes, he will. You know, and I start singing, yes, he will. God will do it. I know he'll do it. Yes, he will. Oh, my mama. And so, all of a sudden, 
Well, I, was, I gave God just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And all of a sudden, the anointing came on me. And I had never felt the anointing before. I had never sensed the anointing before. But just by, by giving God just that, just that little bit, through the tears, through the fear, come on, through the anxiety, huh? Wanting to get out, wanting to run out of church, wanting to trip that old lady. Making me do something I didn't want to do, but I didn't understand that she was pushing me into my destiny. Sometimes we need people in our life to help push us into our God-given destiny. Everybody say push! Push! Woo! When a lady is giving birth, one of the things they tell her to do is... That baby's not going to come out until you. That anointing's not going to come out until you push. Got to push beyond the flesh. Got to push beyond your fears. Got to push beyond the negative thoughts and let yourself know, amen, as, as Pastor Jesse was just saying, amen, I'm a new creature in Christ now. All things have passed away. Woo! Crazy is gone now. Ha, I'm a new creation now. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is how I'm supposed to be acting. Ha, casting out devils. You know, I'm just angry because I don't have hair like that. <laughs> so I figure if I mess with it enough, you'll go bald right there. <laughs> I'm messing with you. We have to push through our fears. Push through this veil called the flesh and just operate who we are in Christ. Not what we're trying to be. It is who we are in him. We are anointed. We are called. We are appointed. Again, we are, we are designated for this day. For this time, amen, it's a God designation that we are here in the earth now and there are demands, just like Brother Larry called you out tonight, laid hands on your hands and had you minister to our sister tonight. We don't like those kind of things, but five years from now, a year from now, five years from now, you keep doing that and you'll develop in it. And you'll be as good at laying hands as I am singing. And I'm good at singing. Don't hate because I said that. Don't hate. I got that from my granddaddy. My granddaddy told me it's a sorry dog that don't wag his own tail. Maybe you'll get that later on. <laughs> but you, know, you have to know what you're good at and what you're anointed at. Amen. And as Brother Larry was reading the scriptures, we are anointed to lay hands on the sick and to watch them recover. But it is necessary that we push through this natural veil. And it takes faith to do it. 
Every time. Every time. Amen. It is not a one and done. It takes faith to step out and obey God. Every time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to just take it back to the end here. You know, where uh, Brother Larry started off with the scripture, he that believeth on the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these. Well, Jesus qualified you. You know, I don't, it doesn't matter your, what you think you are spiritually, whether you think you're the lowest or the top or whatever. Jesus qualified you to do the works. Amen? And I just, and I like what the, they were he was sharing, I'm pushing, because that's all it is. All you have to do is commit to the works. Commit to the laying on of hands. The world needs you right now. The world needs us right now. It needs us to be the church. needs us to be the body of Christ. It needs us to not be, not to be intimidated, but to be bold and go out and bring the healing power of God to this world. Amen. Because we are Jesus in the, the earth. Whether you feel like it or not, if you're saved, you're Jesus in the earth. You're the body of Christ. Amen. And so here's what I want to do just to, to end this. I just feel like what I want to do, if you're co going to commit, and it is committing to the Great Commission. Hallelujah. I don't care, you know, whether you, like he was saying, you, yeah, you're going to be fearful. Yeah, you're going to feel like you're not qualified. Yeah, you're going to feel like, you, you know, you don't have what it takes. We all come up against that. But again, Jesus is what qualified you. Jesus is what's in you. Amen. It's, not, it's never about you. You can be fussing and all of a sudden get out of that, get right back in, glory to God, who you are in Christ, and go and minister the power of God. Because it wasn't about you to start off with. It's always about him. You're never praying in someone in your name. It's always praying in his name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up. Glory to God. We're not going to take long at, the, at all on this. But I just really felt like if you, if you want to, um, you're saying tonight, you know what? I'm going to commit to the commission. I'm going to commit to laying hands on the sick. I'm going to connect, commit to this. Then I just want you to come up here. We're going to just lay hands on your hands, just like they did with uh, Cassie. Glory to God. And by, just by contact, glory to God, you're just saying these hands are God's hands. And I'm going to, and, and you know, if you're where someone's sick or something, they're needing prayer, don't just, you're, again, you're not the healer. All you have to do is just lay hands on them in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Just be bold with it. Hallelujah. Walk away. Glory. Just thanking God that God's going to do the rest. Amen. Hallelujah. So if, if that's you tonight, all I do want you to do is come up. We're going to lay, lay hands on you real quick, and then that'll be your dismissal. You can just walk right on out. Hallelujah. We're all going to just lay hands in your hands. Glory to God. Impartations. Hallelujah. No age limits in this. No age limits. Hallelujah. 